This episode, like all the others, are sponsored by Huntington University. And if you are a Comet season ticket holder, take advantage of 25% off all tuition. That is all tuition, folks, from Huntington University. But uh, you got to be a season ticket holder. So become a season ticket holder and take advantage of that deal from Huntington University. All you got to do is call the Huntington University Admissions Office and uh, get 25% off all tuition. Have I said that enough? I'll say it again. 25% off all tuition. All right. Let's do today's show. Everybody, Shane Alberani back with another episode of the Huntington University Comets podcast. And this is a first. I'm doing this uh, from the road. We actually recorded one here in Boise, Idaho. So hopefully uh, it will sound okay to you. And I think it will because special guest today, Jermaine Lowen. And uh, if you don't know this guy's story, please go ahead and look it up because it is incredible. And the conversation I had uh, with Jermaine was just amazing. He's so uh, inspiring. He's just a 21-year-old kid, and his story is just incredible. And uh, you know what? This interview may touch your heart a little bit uh, because he does have such an incredible story and awesome dude uh, to sit down and talk with. So uh, please make him feel welcome. Hopefully, uh, you know, he's going to stick around a little bit here in Fort Wayne. I know he's been back and forth, so he hasn't played very many home games. But if you get a chance, please go up and introduce yourself and just say hello to Jermaine Lowen. And hopefully this interview here uh, will help you get a little understanding of this guy because he's such a good kid. So we'll go ahead. Let's uh, let's play it. Here we go. Me and Jermaine Lowen. Okay, all right, well, uh, this is our very first podcast on the road uh, in a hotel. Uh, I'm with Jermaine Lowen, and you're also the first uh, Jamaican I've ever met, so we're doing all kinds of new things here today. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lots of new experiences. <laughs> uh, so, finally get uh, Jermaine Lowen here, and uh, Jermaine, uh, you got a nickname? Do we call you the, the J-Train? Is that yeah, what it is? J-Train, Manor. Um, there's a bunch of nicknames. <laughs> Guys kind of just come up with whatever they feel, but um, J-Lo. J-Lo's been the one that's pretty popular, so I'll just kind of <laughs> run with whatever nickname they give me. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right, you've been in Fort Wayne a couple of games. Uh, unfortunately, you never got to practice with the team because all you were coming in for games and, and that was it. But uh, the very first game you played here, you know, you immediately became this fan favorite. And you are responsible for making me feel really bad about myself because that first game you played, you I was walking down the hallway, getting right to the after the game, getting right to the locker room, and I hear this giant applause. And for about three steps, I thought it was for me. Then I saw you walk out, and everybody was cheered for you. So I'm like, all right, I'll just go to my car. But you became a fan favorite like right off the bat. <laughs> I mean, that's crazy. Yeah, it was uh, it was just crazy. Like I. 
I wasn't really thinking um, I was going to get that kind of applause from the people. I uh, I just, you know, I went out and played played a solid hockey game with the boys and just had a good time. And I guess, uh, I don't know, the fans uh, really liked my story and they, uh, <laughs> they, they're intrigued by what I do and, and who I am as a person. And I think that's uh, something... Uh, that people just kind of like look and be like, oh, well, like he's interesting. There's something yeah. different about the guy. Yeah, yeah. And also that night, it was especially Jersey night. It was military appreciation night, and I think your jersey maybe went for the highest or the second highest. Uh, crazy. So it shows you you're already loved in Fort Wayne, man. Yeah, <laughs> I, I definitely can feel that like that <laughs> sense of like family. Yeah, especially when I come with uh, this team. Yeah. Like it's a it's a group of guys that's just like a family, and we all like wanna. Um, just help each other and grow, and uh, I just see that in the organization, obviously as well. So it's yeah. like, it just it helps you, and it, you want to come and play hockey when you're in that yeah. environment. So yeah, and you came to Fort Wayne, you know, uh, kind of up and down. So that's got to be hard for you because you, we were just talking that you didn't get much ice time in Chicago. So you know, it's cool to be in the AHL, but it's also nice to be playing hockey, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's uh, it's definitely been an adjustment this uh, this first half of this season for me. I've been like. You know, trying to figure out, uh, you know, you got to, you got to, the numbers game is something that uh, you have no control really over, but you just have to uh, try to work hard and uh, be consistent every day. And that, that's something that, um, that I've been working on and just working on my defensive game and uh, just always continue working, move my feet and be good on the forecheck. It's, uh, you just have to, wherever you're placed, you just have to take, take advantage of and make the most of your opportunity and then once I get my shot back and uh, go up again then I uh, make my most of that opportunity as well and then uh, um, just kind of roll with roll with it and uh, you just can't uh, you just can't get frustrated when yeah. uh, things aren't uh, going your way or you think maybe you deserve to be up in the A or or you're disappointed in where you're performing but you just have to you just have to focus on right now yeah. in, in the moment so. but uh, certainly got the right attitude man yeah. so let's you have got a very interesting story and like i like to brag on the show i don't like to do very much research because i don't like to know too much but i know a little bit of the story so that's what we're going to go back and we're going to go all the way back you go all the way back to, you know, to birth i mean that's where your 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 situation started all the way back in jamaica right you're the first jamaican born nhl draftee and but let's take us back to how you got to canada let's start let's go all the way back yeah um so going all the way back so when when i was uh in jamaica um my parents uh they're the ones that adopted me now they were on a on a missions trip like a humanitarian aid trip uh there was a there was a hurricane down there um i can't remember what year but it was i think early 2000 2001 yeah. somewhere around then there was a massive hurricane that uh that had hit uh jamaica and so the the orphanage had uh its roof was blown off and uh my parents uh decided that they at the time i didn't know they were my parents decided to come down yeah. and um, do some work there and um i happened to be there and you know um they they caught an eye of me and uh they asked about me and then they just started the whole process of adoption and kind of building building the steps to uh help uh bring me home and then i uh I moved all the way out to Manitoba. Um, <laughs> you know, from Jamaica, you're in that environment where it, um, it's very, you know, it's crammed up, and then you, um, you're, you're, you didn't really know anything outside of Jamaica. I didn't yeah. know much. I knew a little bit about U.S., but I didn't have a very big sense of geography just because of, 
yeah, I just it was just a small island, and uh, we kind of focused on ourselves. And then I, obviously, so I was I was out in uh, Manitoba. Um, I got there when I was five years old. Moved moved to uh, moved to a little town called Arbor, Manitoba, and uh, my family uh, lives out there. And um, went to school for a few years, and then my uh, my buddy was like. Uh, kind of how I began playing hockey was just through one of my friends he he asked me um he was like uh um would you be interested in coming to play hockey like I've been enjoying it I've been playing rec hockey and uh I was like you know what I I might be interested in it like I love the game of hockey and yeah. I played it a lot in the ponds and, yeah. and and I had the you know some natural abilities on, on the ice and I just was like you know what maybe I'll give it a try and so I uh I talked to my parents about it. I was like, hey, like, wouldn't it be cool, like, <laughs> if I was play hockey or something like that? And they were like, yeah, I, let's let's give it a let's give it a try. We'll give it one year. I was like, are you are you kidding me? Like one <laughs> one year, um, one year trial. Take I was like, something. And I was like, you know what? It's not like I thought in my head. It's not going to be a one year thing. Like I'm going to yeah. love this thing and I'm going to yeah. get addicted to it. Anyway, so I had the first my first season. I um, you know, my first practice, uh, my first practice was the craziest thing ever. Like <laughs> I was, I was a little Bambi out there. I, you know what? I, I had the ability. I just didn't, didn't really understand the game because I played, I played a, a big, ponds I played were, a yeah. pond. I didn't, I didn't yeah. have like blue lines and yeah. all that. And then, uh, once I got out there and I was I was always off sides like I was just trying <laughs> I was tr I was trying to like find my yeah. way around because I yeah. was like well you know I played soccer growing up and and so it was just about being right. strategic and you know trying to find that gap and get behind yeah. behind the defense and trying to time everything so you can get breaks um and run through and through balls and all that when you play soccer and then the coach was like you know what like you can you got to be behind you got to be <laughs> behind the blue line to get Yeah so you can get the puck and then go in it. So was, anyway, so we had that, and then I did a lot. Um, the coach put me on defense. Uh, he was like, "Nah, you, you can't play D." So I, that's <laughs> couldn't that's skate backwards. I couldn't skate backwards. I uh, didn't know how to skate backwards, but I kind of knew how to skate forward. So I yeah. stuck in forward, and then uh, had a good year in rec, and then just from there, I just continued to work, and then played some spring hockey in Winnipeg, yeah. and uh, in the springtime, we played on some pretty elite teams. Uh, learn quickly how to you know that's that kind of was a the step for me was to play spring hockey get a lot of hockey yeah. and get a lot of reps and then uh, uh just kept growing in my game and then i uh, played for the interlake lightning which was uh which is a bantam triple a team out of the interlake region so it's it's like an hour i lived like an hour north of winnipeg and in that region yeah. it's called interlake and uh, we went to tryouts and and everything and uh it was 30 kids at tryouts and so the odds were if i would have been in a bigger city or center i probably wouldn't have made made the squad but you know, i found i found i found i found a way um the numbers game helped me that yeah. time so i was happy about that so uh, going back to jamaica i mean uh i mean you were in an orphanage uh so you were five years old when you were adopted was that yeah okay so you're five so Obviously, it was a rough situation being in an orphanage. I mean, I understand it was probably, you know, your your resources weren't that great. So, you know, but you were five years old. Do you remember your adoptive parents coming in the first time? Um, I remember 
Um, I remember there was a group of uh, people from from Canada. They come in, and I didn't I didn't know exactly yeah. specifically that was gonna be my parents, but I had heard rumblings through the through the yeah. children's home that there was somebody like um, wanting to adopt me, and they were in the process of looking through that. Um, initially, the first time, I don't think they were working that, but uh, they came back again, and then that's kind of how they they caught an eye for me and there was yeah. there was 30 kids in there yeah and you know what it's really a miracle it's uh crazy how you know out of 30 kids i was the one cho- like the yeah. one that you know yeah got the opportunity and i'm just really grateful for that yeah and it took a long time right yeah I mean, it took what, close to two years maybe was it? 23 months yeah of process so it, yeah. was, it wasn't like you know people think oh you can adopt someone and yeah it's quick like sometimes it is but Sometimes you, it's because it's an international adoption, yeah. and you got to go through all the processes and yeah. the protocols, and it takes a it takes a time. Yeah. So they do they come down like in that process where they coming down and still visiting you, and um, they came down a few times, yeah. but, but nothing too, not not too much. I mean, and they they it wasn't uh, it's not cheap to go down there yeah. all the time, and and. Uh, and but did they, they tell had, you you're gonna come home with us eventually? Or well, you know? they mentioned that yeah. yeah a little bit later on, and then I because it would have been a great disappointment, you know, if yeah. things didn't work out. Yeah, yeah. so they we kind of had to keep a little bit hush hush yeah. in, in the in the home, but yeah, but we kind of got out, and so did I, you, do you ever did you keep track of anyone else you were in the orphanage with after that? Um, yeah, actually, yeah. like I I've actually have some friends that are in uh, in Jamaica. Yeah. I know a few few of the people and um the success story of one one of the girls she was a close friend of mine and um she she lived there with her mom for i don't know like you know her mom was in the orphanage for like 28 years like she was pretty yeah. much just born in the orphanage and she had a daughter and we were like best friends and uh, uh it was like a few years ago um they they got help and they found a way out out of the out of the pro- poverty and yeah and all that and then they got a house and and now they're now she's on her feet. She's got a kid, and uh, and she's got married. And so you know what? Like, that's a, a yeah. success story in itself. It's not, it's not that she's out out in Canada or U.S. Yeah. But she's but making a way and finding a way. And and that's uh, that's huge for people, you know, especially when you were born in poverty. Is to is to sometimes you can't get out of it, but if you can find a way out of it, that's. Uh, that shows the kind of character yeah. and resiliency that a person has to fight through all those things. And what was it like for you? You get to Canada and you had been in an orphanage, but now all of a sudden you've got stability. I mean, was that easy for you? Obviously, you're a little kid, you know, but it must have been just really weird because you probably had your own room. You had, you know, everything now for you. Um, stability was something that, yeah, like I wasn't just running around in, yeah. in in the children's home and and doing whatever i felt like at at the time and there was there was a little bit of set schedule i'd go to school and a yeah. little bit of that kind of thing but most of the time was free time doing stuff and and once i got into a home um i honestly struggled for for some years with that just kind of like to me it just seemed like structure was something yeah. that i didn't enjoy and then i started to really just be structured and um you know obeying and all those things so i had to i had to learn what what it was like yeah. to to have parents so you're kind of a wild kid because uh, you had no i was rules. a little i was a good kid yeah, but, but i had still i had some yeah i had some things i needed to work out out of my system yeah. to get me able to 
to be functionable in a right commu- in a family and in a community itself yeah. like i i didn't really have any community and the only community i had was just my close three yeah. or four people at the in the home that i that i kind of bonded with yeah yeah and then going to canada you're also in a very small town which also is a unique way to grow up as well because everybody knows you then yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I was, yeah. I grew up in a, in a thousand two hundred, yeah, uh, town or people, and it's, it's, it was crazy. It's just super, <laughs> super small, and everybody knew you, and that, that's something I, actually, really, and like, I'm so thankful for that. And yeah, it's, uh, they help, they help my family out, and they help, they help me as best they could out with uh, the transition because there's a lot of transitioning that happened like cultural changes yeah. that i had to go through and 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 even this may sound weird but even uh racial changes sure just because of i had never um been around people from different race right. just had been with right people of who are black yeah and so that that yeah. sounds weird but no it's no like, no that's that's you know you're right on yeah, yeah. so yeah. that was like that was different for me and yeah and i uh was everybody accepting of you and um, your family? For, yeah, my family. Everyone yeah. was accepting of me, and and they loved me to death. And yeah, and uh, I think it took a little while for me to realize that. I used to ask my mom and and my dad, like, "Do you love me?" Like all these yeah. kind of things, just because, like, you didn't nobody have that. nobody yeah. told me that they loved me. And when you're a kid from you know, one zero to five, it they don't really say that. And yeah. I mean, there are some. There's people there that loved me and supported me in in the, at the school, and, and there was those teachers there that I like still kind of keep in contact. And those are like I can be more thankful for those because yeah. they they instilled that in me. And whoever took care of me before I got to the children's home, I I'm just very thankful for them as well. Because um, there's there's that kind part of me that if I didn't have that, I wouldn't be the kind of guy. Right. I am, so. Right. Did you have any other memories? You were very young, I know, but before you got to the children's home, th- no. that was just your whole life? Yeah, that was just my whole – that's pretty much – I just – Yeah. I f- for me, it was like I was born there. Right. So that was it. And you've never – I mean, your birth parents never – No, they're – it's like it's all gone. Yeah. Like it, I even, even talk to my parents about like now. It's like it's crazy like – Imagine someday, you never know, but imagine someday I'm walking down the street and you you bump into yeah you bump into them. Well, like I you know it it's it's like a very far fetched thought, but yeah. sometimes I yeah. just kind of get like, hey, you know, like wouldn't that be cool? But is it something that you'd like to pursue one day? I mean, when, um, you're, when you're ready for it? Well, the thing is, I I like I've been going through healing with all that, right. and I feel like so much better. Like there was. There was a time last year where I really was struggling with all everything. It was just you know when you're, you kind of get like a midlife crisis and everything just kind of comes yeah. on you and you're you're like yeah. man like what is my purpose? And I started to kind of realize you know what that not knowing that it sucks and it it's hard and it hurts sometimes, but it's also like for me not knowing like what all happened is maybe the best thing. Right. Like I want to know, but maybe it's the best thing right. for me yeah. to not know everything yeah. because of that would create some more anger and other other issues yeah. that that I need to just deal with right, right. before I go deeper into that. And if it comes up again, uh, something comes up with my with the family or whatever, I can uh, work through that. And but until then, I just 
and just be so happy for what I have. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you you made out pretty good, man. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk let's talk about your folks for a second. I mean, they have adopted other kids too. Yeah. yeah. So uh, so I'm, you're the first though. I'm the first one adopted, uh, and then and then we got uh, Makita and uh, Nathaniel. So Makita's from Ethiopia, and then Nathaniel is from uh, Jamaica. He's just a town over from me. Yeah. He was born so. We have a pretty, pretty uh, multicultural family. Um, my dad grew up in Mexico for a little while, and when he was a kid, and then he moved out to Canada. And my mom's uh, always lived in Canada, just around the area yeah. where where I grew up in in Arbrook area. And so, it's it's been like, it's like we're the most multicultural family. Like we got all these <laughs> flags. We got Ethiopian flag. We got Jamaica flag. We got yeah. uh, Canadian flag. It's it's just. Uh, it's a beautiful thing to, you know, family come all together and yeah, and uh, mesh, mesh together and and it's it's really uh, something that I, it's special. Where I see my family. I, I'm gone from them a lot, but when I see them, it's, yeah. it's always nice. But was it always was always your family's plan to adopt, or was like you you kind of fell into their hearts and then that's where it started? Yeah, it just kind of. I think it was. I think they were they wanted to adopt and they, and. Uh, uh, they, I think their just heart really just melted for me, and then that's kind of yeah. how things, how things got went. Yeah. yeah. Now, what do your folks do? What do they do? What professionally? What What do they do? Um. So, so my dad is uh he works as uh yeah at Home Hardware mm-hmm. in, in uh, Arbor. It's like uh it's like a lumber lumber store yeah. slash um uh like they make like they have like couches and all those kind of oh, accessories yeah. and and stuff but it's yeah. it's my dad is a rtm sales manager so he sells those um movable houses oh okay they make okay uh, yeah he sells he sells those yeah. as a part of the business yeah. branch and then uh so he does that and then he worked uh he's just on the school board and does stuff for yeah. for the school back uh back home and then my mom is a. Uh, she helps out a, like a student life kind of uh-huh. teacher. Um, she doesn't. I don't know if that's exactly her like her role, but she's got that whole yeah. student life, and she likes to help people out yeah. around the community, and, and she's got a listening ear for for those kind of things. So that's what they do. And then obviously my brother and sister go to the the school that I yeah. went to. Uh, it's just a little small rural school. Uh, um, like there's 130 kids in K to 12, 140. Yeah. It's a small school, but um, we learn how to we learn how to uh, have fun in a little small environment and play a lot of shinny hockey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now your sister is from Ethiopia. Now, yeah. how did did your folks go to Ethiopia? And yeah. What was that process like? Um, I mean, was it something where you, uh, is uh, she's the middle? She in the middle now? Um. Yeah. So yeah, they I, had to come to you and say, "Hey, uh, Jermaine, we're gonna adopt a little sister for you." Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, they 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 wanted to adopt another another yeah. kid, and uh, 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 we really like we really thought about it, prayed about it, and then my family just, boom, like you know what? It it took a while too, but their heart just led. They they yeah. lead by what their heart feels, and my parents uh, adopted her, and then. I guess they couldn't stop, so they <laughs> so they adopted. Went back to Jamaica, and <laughs> yeah, we just got to go back to where we began. <laughs> well, that's that's awesome, man. And it's you know it's not a cheap process either. So I'm sure your folks, you know, uh, just the financial burden as well, 
you know, taking all that on is just amazing. So yeah. what, what was it like, uh, the climate difference going from Jamaica <laughs> to Manitoba? Yo, oh, man, <laughs> I was freezing. So, you know, thank goodness I came there when it was, like, not too cold. Yeah. It was, like, April, I think, or something yeah. like that. It wasn't too, too cold. But I was like, okay, this is, you know, this this isn't uh, 36, 37 degrees yeah. of hot. Um, I'm feeling I'm feeling the wind. <laughs> I'm feeling a little bit of iciness in my body, and then, you know, I the first time that I had snow and and winter and and all that, my cheat my teeth chattered, and <laughs> I would put <laughs> it was so cold I couldn't even. Oh man, it was crazy. Like, just just it was like not fathomable for me. I I had heard that there was snow, but I was like, what's this? white stuff what snow yeah what's this white stuff that falls from the <laughs> sky because i don't know and then it was just like i was at school one day and i saw it come out come down and i told the teacher hey like i've never seen snow like can i go outside like i want to like yeah i want to see it and so i like stuck my tongue out and like, <laughs> and, like snow was like coming down on me and i was like this is like i'm in a fairy tale <laughs> it was crazy it was the crazy crazy that was a crazy situation for me yeah experiencing yeah so many experiencing so many firsts and you probably never had a winter coat you had no gloves you didn't have a hat in jamaica um no <laughs> no that we we just had you know t-shirt and yeah. shorts yeah and we didn't wear shoes so yeah <laughs> it was having to get all of those things while I'm growing as a young boy. Yeah. It was, it made things yeah. quite, quite crazy. So too. you never wore shoes. So what was that like? I mean, having, I mean, that's kind of, I wore them sometimes, but I, yeah. I more didn't really like all the time. I just kind of yeah. run like I would, when I was at the home, I was just kind of run around yeah. without them. But, but I are you still like school. that? Cause I know some people just, nah, um, I am a little bit. I like it. I like the summer when I can just, you yeah. know, like sit outside and put like, you know, put my feet up and and hang out. Yeah. And like that's when I like no no shoes. But yeah. my wife's like that. She ran out as a kid with no shoes, and but, now she's the same way. Yeah, but for <laughs> for the most part, I. <laughs> yeah. I so like your that. your brother and sister obviously came from cold or warm climate. So when they got there to Manitoba, you had to clue them in. Like, all right, it's gonna be cold. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I uh, I clued them in a little bit, but I think they were since they were younger, they kind of just they just adjusted right. to it, right? And and so it, for them, it wasn't as much of a shocker because they were so young and and they didn't understand what was exactly going on. Yeah. For me, I was five. I was I was pretty smart kid, and I knew <laughs> I knew I knew that this was a lot yeah. different. This is. You know, for me, it was like, why, like, why am I in this position? I, yeah. asked, I asked myself, like, why me? You know, a lot of times, and, yeah. And, and I finally figured out, you know what? For me, for me to to be out here is the best thing that's gonna ever that's ever gonna happen in my life. Yeah. 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 And now, what I, we talked about some cultural changes. What was the food difference? Because that's another thing I like to ask people because my dad came from Iraq yeah. and he talked about the different food, like the first meal when he got to America. And then he goes back for a family reunion 
some 50 years later and he couldn't eat the food. So is there was there a difference there in, the, in just the plain diet? Um, yeah. <laughs> Let's just say that in uh, Canada they don't put as much spice in their foods. <laughs> so people <laughs> – so people – I was like, I ate some food and it was like, there was spices, but it didn't, you know, I was used to having like yeah. hot heat and yeah. everything like that. Yeah. And, uh, it kind of was, that was one thing that was missing <laughs> from my, uh, from my cuisine. <laughs> <laughs> so are you still like that? Do you still like the spicy food or, I, or is the I, palate adapted a little bit? Um, my palate's always going to go back to the Jamaican <laughs> food. <laughs> Yeah. So do you scout it out? Like if you get it, go to a town. Do you do you find a Jamaican place or try to? Um, if it pops up, then yeah. I do. Um, I know uh, when I played in junior in Kamloops, there was a decent spot uh, that had okay food. Um, <laughs> now it, you're a snob about it because like yeah, this isn't real. This, this isn't authentic. This, this is all right. Like we try. Like I'm not. I'm not going to be rude about it. But it's like I'm. I'm into this whole authentic like, right, right, authentic thing. So. Whenever I go back down I, to Jamaica, or I just I'm excited because I'm like I'm gonna have some jerk chicken, I'm gonna have um, rice and peas, and I'm just gonna you know have some ting and just enjoy enjoy everything. Do you try and take your teammates out to enjoy Jamaican food? Um, not Maybe. so, not as much, <laughs> not as much really. Um, it's a it's a a lot of people like it, but it's hard to find it. Right. It's one of those things where you have to do it really well or it's just yeah. you can't go. Yeah. So you mentioned you, you go back to Jamaica? You you visit? Um, I haven't been back in like four years, yeah. five years, just because of like junior hockey. Yeah, but you've been going back, back though. And, but I've gone back. Yeah. Before yeah. that, I went back previous few times. So. so is it nice to go back or is it kind of like, oh, I'm glad I got out of here? Or is um, it... <laughs> No, it's I'm I'm hoping to go back in, yeah. in the spring. It's really yeah. nice to go there. Yeah. I, I just have – I love it. A lot. Yeah. So, Spend a lot of time on the beach. Um. Yeah, but we. <laughs> I go more inland to the heart, to the heart of mm-hmm. Jamaica, not not not, not the so touristy much. place. Like yeah, not I would go. Not like Ocho Rios or Negril or Montego Bay. Like those are nice spots, and, and yeah, and I've gone there a few times. But you know, we go to Mandeville, Maypen, uh, um, a little bit of Kingston. So all of those areas we go there. Yeah. 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 Do your family go with you, or are you just flying solo there? Um, family's gonna probably come with yeah. me. Yeah. Whatever. But if I, if not, I might just go solo or with a friend or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, talk about when you got your first pair of hockey skates. I know there's a story there. Um, Weren't you sad that you got a pair of hockey skates and you wanted a toy? Is that what I heard? Yeah. <laughs> um, and did you ever get that toy? <laughs> um, yeah. So I got a pair of skates and one of my first was a Christmas. And I was like. Why am I having these skates? <laughs> what are they? <laughs> yeah, like what? Like I knew skates, but I was like, "Come on, like I don't want this." Like I was expecting to have like Tonka or Legos or something yeah. different, and then yeah. they and then they gave me skates, <laughs> which is like the best gift because you can do so much. <laughs> they were they were right. Like it was a good gift, yeah. and I kind of cried about yeah. it. And I had a little bit of a, a little bit of a fit, <laughs> and then I calmed myself down, and I realized like this is actually unreal. And so I wore my skates, watched the World Juniors at the time. Which, yeah. Um, it, was, it was a break from school, so it was like a Boxing Day classic. I was like Canada versus U.S. or yeah. something, and I was watching that, and I I had my skates on. I think I slept with my skates on um, <laughs> after I had told myself I didn't like – like before yeah. I was like, I hate this. This sucks. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, now I'm like – 
now I was like all over it. I was all over it after that. Yeah. It's like you couldn't take the skates off me. <laughs> yeah. Well, do you remember the first time you got on the ice? I mean, like. Yeah, I remember yeah. That my parents uh, actually took me uh, to the town in Arbor and took me on uh, into a rec center, and uh, I was skating around. And uh, I remember uh, I used the boards a lot just to hold me up. <laughs> right. Hold the long legs. Yeah. <laughs> hold, yeah. Hold Bambi up and. And then it was, uh, I actually picked it up pretty quick. The whole, yeah. like, I could get around the ice fairly yeah. well, but it was pretty intimidating yeah. uh, when yeah. you don't have anything to hold on and you're <laughs> in the middle of the rink. Were your folks big hockey people? I mean, is yeah, that what they yeah. kind of pushed you towards? Obviously, small town in Manitoba, I'm sure everybody played hockey. Yeah, well, they didn't push yeah. it, but they, yeah. they were, yeah. they grew up, uh, you know, big, watching the, the Jets way back. Yeah. Like, they were. They would go to the games at the at the old rink there oh, in yeah. Winnipeg, and uh, yeah. so they 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 had a lot of hockey um, experience, and and then we'd go to Moose games as a kid, and so I would go there, and like I so they had they've they've been involved in watch hockey. My dad played rec rec tournaments and stuff, yeah. so yeah, it was you're born you're you're literally just it's just always everywhere you go yeah. that's what what people do there. If we're not doing that, then we're riding the snowmobile, I guess. <laughs> so you, uh, so when did you start playing hockey? When was it organized for you? Seven, eight years old? Is that no, no. not even that? No, I started playing when I was eleven. Eleven? Yeah. And how old are you now? I'm twenty-one. Twenty-one. So ten years yeah. you went from playing your first hockey game to being drafted in the NHL. Yeah. I mean so that was... may be one of the quickest progressions of of all time. Yeah. So <laughs> I. I yeah I got drafted like 2018, and then I uh, and then I uh, so I since then I uh, just you know I played junior for one more year and then I'm playing pro yeah. now. But but how it, did you pick it up so fast? I mean, um, a lot of practice. Yeah, and a lot of I would just hone my game. I would yeah. Some of it's not obviously some of it's a given you know God given yeah. abilities and talents. And then there's a lot of people that have helped me. Uh, um, I have a trainer and uh, an agent in uh, in Kelowna, um, and they helped me a ton. Worked with me and and poured in some uh, some time and energy, and and we worked at it, the game like crazy. And I just can be more thankful for those those guys because uh, if it wasn't for that, I don't think I would be here and be be even playing uh, pro. So I always shout out to them. For uh, for working with me and uh, believing in me, and I try to continue to believe in myself and just have fun with the game, yeah. hockey, and wherever it takes me. I know that I uh, played pro, and uh, you know what? That's all. It. <laughs> if I can't play tomorrow, or whenever the game's done for me, I yeah. know that I gave everything I got every yeah. time I was on the ice. So, what age were you when you went away to play juniors? I left when I was 16. 16. So another kind of a culture shock because you're away from home for the first time. And I like to ask all the guys, you know, what was like that like leaving home for the first time? Yeah. Yeah, so I left I left home at 16. And uh, originally they thought, uh, the Cowboys Blazers thought maybe I, I should, uh, you know, go back to play junior A hockey in, uh, in uh, Steinbach area or play out there and, just get just get reps and yeah. play at that level just because I wasn't quite ready for junior. Yeah. Uh, and so we had a kind of a call with uh, with a coach at the time and Don Hay and and he said uh, 
kind of asked me, well, what would you want to stay on the team? We have a spot for you. You're 16 years old, and there's two other guys. So we had three 16-year-olds, which is which is kind of crazy in junior. Yeah. So we had three 16-year-olds, and I just stayed there, and I just, you know what, I, I worked my tail off. I just did everything I could to uh, to get better, and I did extra working, and I just really, 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 really worked, like, uh, all the time and, and just kind of stayed, yeah. stayed focused all the noise and all the other stuff. Oh, this guy's, you know, the first Jamaican and yeah. just kind of learning how to, how to block out the noise. Uh, obviously people are, you know, recognize me and what I've done. And that was hard to sometimes deal with it. Cause it was like a big, like almost like I got pushed into be a poster boy for yeah, the organization. Yeah, because you, you, you kind of became a little bit of a celebrity because you do have a unique story. Because I have a unique yeah. story, and so I got pushed into that. And yeah. I, you know, it was really hard for me to handle it until I was older and 18, 19, and 20, and then I started to be able to handle it. Yeah. That whole... Did it become anywhere you went, like kind of like just like a sideshow, like you said, a poster boy? What was it? Were you? Did it feel like you were getting more attention than you should have for just being where you where you're from instead of your hockey skills? Um, yeah, I feel sometimes like like my hockey ability sometimes gets pushed away right. from the side because people. I always used to think people thought I was because of my story. That's how I got. Yeah. through things and it's like yeah. it's not true that's yeah. definitely a lie i have to you still have to have some skills and yeah. abilities to be able to play at this level yeah and even at junior and i i just kind of never like i f i think for me it was more like i just i assumed that and then it was like no like it's just like it's a very unique story and it's gonna be it's one of the more wildest stories of yeah. how a guy gets yeah there and how he's put in help put in this position so yeah. yeah, and I now just, every place you play, that's like we are right now. Uh, <laughs> it's gonna come out, and so but you haven't gotten tired of telling the story yet, have you? No, I'm I'm good. Like, yeah. it's it's like if I get tired of telling it, um, I think for my story. I I hope it can uh, inspire people. Right. I think uh, the fact that you whatever is put in your life, not even hockey, but just in general, if you if you use whatever that's that you have in the position you're put in and you just make the most of a tough situation. So honestly, yeah. like we've all gone through certain things in our life and and if you if you kind of just, you know, use that and be a victim, that's that's not gonna help you get ahead and, and for me, like not you know, having that, you know, victim mindset, there was times where I felt that and I and I used that a little bit as right. as a kind of my crutch. But not having a victim mindset has helped open up doors and it's like this adversity i'm gonna help use it and i'm just gonna push my way through it in whatever whatever way it looks like and i'm gonna ask for help from everyone i can from yeah. coaches from and i'm and just be willing to learn through people who have experience throughout yeah. life were you uh kind of a shy kid because it doesn't seem like somebody got a great personality and like you said you asked questions but was there a time when you were a kid where you're very shy yeah there was yeah. a time in my life when i was a kid i didn't really you know look people in the eyes just because i was it was really hard for me to uh trust people yeah. and I, I still like i have to work on that every day just because of all the things like, yeah you you have to earn trust and i think for me it was like i to earn the trust of my parents and the, my family and 
it took me a long time and I'm still <laughs> right <laughs> all the stuff that you go through from zero to five it it's like really true when they say that it all comes you know it all kind of comes around and, and you have a hard time trusting people and and that's something that i i continue to try to work on and improve yeah. that and and so yeah for me looking somebody in the face was yeah. like kind of like and so my mom's like, you need to work on that so that the scouts will like, right, be right. like, you're a good kid instead of looking at the ground or like being intimidated when a scout talks to you. It's like, no, look him in the face. Yeah. And it, this, I mean, we're in sh it's show business. I say that all the time. You know, we say, call it sports, whatever, but it's, it's show business. So you do have a hard time trusting people because you don't know who's telling you the lie what lie do they just tell you or who's telling the truth because that's that's the business we're in yeah so i understand where you, ha where you have that and being a young kid i mean i can understand where you would have that trust issue yeah and i i, I like had to learn like you know kind of through junior and and all that it's like you have to you have to put on a personality or persona when yeah. you play you got to be gritty and this and that and i was learning learning that and i still have to continue to learn that but once you're off the ice and you're whatever, you're just you you're you have to stay true to who you are. Right. And, and and you know what? If you show that people respect that, and it doesn't ma it doesn't matter what they say, it's what you your what your heart does and what your what you say what's gonna matter. Yeah. And so people might want to twist your words or whatever. It doesn't. It's all about. It's all about making sure that you stay true to what you said. If you said yes, you said yes, and no yeah. one knows. So. Yeah, absolutely. And you, so you were drafted by the Stars. So what was that like? Did you get a phone call that you were drafted? And was there a celebration? Was your was it pure surprise? Were you stunned? Um, yeah, I was just like, I was in pure elation. Um, just to just to get drafted i had put up a solid year that year and yeah. i scored quite a bit of goals and performed well and then uh for me to get uh um get a recognized and have a door open up i was was thankful for dallas for doing like obviously i'd earned it but yeah. it was good for them to you know draft me and and uh i was watching the draft actually with my billets as they came down and they're like <laughs> Um, we just were at the on the Okanagan Lake. Just we had breakfast, and then we yeah. went to the lake, and and in Kelowna, and just just had a little hangout, and we like pulled our phones out. <laughs> kind of looked like we were a little bit looking at Pokemon or something. We're all <laughs> we're all just kind of like looking around, scrolling yeah. through. Oh, it's second round. Well, yeah, I'm not gonna go in the second round. Yeah. Third round comes through. Ah, uh, probably not. Fourth <laughs> round. Why did this guy get drafted? <laughs> Fifth round, this is really weird draft. This guy has two points in 40 games, yeah. okay? Sixth round comes. All right, let's see. And then all of a sudden my phone just glitched out. And it was like <laughs> people were, I was like, I got like 50 text messages all of a sudden. Boom, 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 boom. And then I got, also got the call. Yeah. My phone, I got a vibration and my agent calls and is like, hey, Congrats, Maynard. He's just been drafted. And I was like, no way. I was like, <laughs> I was like, like kind of like choked out. Like, oh my goodness. Like, this is crazy. Like, yeah. I got drafted in the NHL and I got passed over two times before. <laughs> so now that for me to have that was kind of like, 
I made that step, and then I went to went to camp, experienced my first camp, and there's yeah. a lot of cameras around, and yeah. a lot of oh, this is the first, first uh, Jamaican, and uh, yeah, and there's the sideshow again, yeah. It was a big, yeah. It was a big hole yeah. all over the place, and then I, uh, I mean, they got a lot of content out of it, and uh, a lot of media and stuff, and then uh, I guess things didn't really amount to much, and then for me with them, but I was just, I was really thankful. I was, I was able to uh, be drafted by them, and they opened the door, and uh, I guess other teams saw saw some skill and abilities, and uh, that's why I'm a part of the Vegas uh, organization. But and uh, just continue to grow and work as a player. Yeah, in, yeah, in that as and well. now you're in Fort Wayne. Well, actually, we're in Boise, Idaho, right now, but yeah. uh, <laughs> but Fort Wayne and uh, you know Fort Wayne, man. You've already seen you've seen how the fans are and how they take to you. So I mean, yeah. they they take to all the players, but uh, you know, there's certain players who are certain gritty and and like and that and you are a Fort Wayne kind of player, and I think yeah. your fans have already shown you that. You know, yeah. so it's nice. Hopefully. You know, we all wish you to be able to move up, but we also hope you have a good time and enjoy yeah. your time in Fort Wayne. So have you have you done? I mean, you haven't had a real chance, but I mean, have you felt the love so yeah, far from I the felt, fans? Yeah, I felt the love. Yeah. Um, that's that's always nice, but I think the most important thing is to to have the love and respect of your teammates. Yeah. And the people that are that are around the organization, like you guys and you and and uh, coaches, staff, and and uh, all that. So. That's that to me is the biggest thing. Is the fans are important, and that's awesome too yeah. to build a fan base and help the organization that way. But to have your teammates where where you play and for the most part respect you doesn't mean they need to necessarily like you or yeah. be buddy buddies. But that yeah. that's what matters, and I feel that from a lot of, from a lot of the guys. And you've had a lot of teammates. You Chicago now Fort yeah. Wayne. Yeah, you got a lot of teammates, and so you just uh, yeah just that aura about you, and they can feel that. Yeah. So. Did you like? I mean, you were in Chicago quite a bit. I mean, good town. I mean, you must have had a good time in Chicago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's, let's say I had a good time there. Yeah, I um, I enjoy the downtown, and there's so much to do. Yeah, uh, just going to see the Bean and all those little sightseeing, and yeah, it's just it's a, you know what? When you've been blessed to come out and you know, given this opportunity, and people believe in you, and you work hard, and um, you also gotta. You gotta look around and like, you know what? I can have fun too. You gotta enjoy it. I gotta it. enjoy Absolutely. it with within Absolutely. reason and work hard every day. And yeah. um, uh, you know what? Tomorrow's never promised. That's right. So that's just awesome to be able yeah. to experience things yeah. like that with my yeah with uh, with teammates or just go down, go to a Bulls game. Like been to two Bulls games and that's been fun. Yeah. Um, with uh, some we went with some Fort Wayne guys the other day and then I uh, went. Uh, Went with some of the guys that were on, were on the Wolves, so it's been good. Yeah. So what? El okay. What else do you like to do? What? What? Got any hobbies, interests, other than hockey? Um, I I like I really like um, going like fishing and and doing that. Oh, kind of okay. Stuff. It's a little bit different, but yeah. I like yeah. I like sitting by the lake with my with my dad and yeah. And when I'm back home and and going fishing or, um. You know, driving quads, those things are fun. Yeah. Just relaxing. Um, Any particular fish you like to go for? Um, back home, we like go for pickerel. Yeah. So it's like a like a pike. A pike, a I like yeah. too. So I like doing that. Um, it's just kind of fun to just you know sit back and have a 
have a bag of seeds and I just cr- yeah. crush some seeds, and <laughs> crush some seeds, have a drink there. You yeah. Know, you know, yeah. a wobbly pop and just hang out. <laughs> oh, no, that's, that's nice. Yeah. Uh, I used to do that a lot with my dad. So no, that's, that's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. So, um, you know, you're, you're from a small town, so, you know, you go to Chicago, that is a big town. And, uh, so what was it like, you know, just trying to get around a city like that, that you've never been in before? Um, so they say the first two weeks were pretty overwhelming. <laughs> I was like, feel like everybody was sucking over me. And like, it was just like, it was this heaviness about it all because yeah. I was just, it was big city. Yeah. And I didn't have, I don't have a car. So I was just finding my way around. Yeah. And you know what? There's some people who made a great app and they create an Uber. So I, I use, <laughs> I used Uber quite a lot. So I'm just building up my uh, points and I can get up a, <laughs> Get up! I can get that, get that platinum up there, you know. So yeah, yeah. Do you have plans to buy a car? Yeah, I got, yeah. Pl- I got plans to yeah. get something. Yeah, uh, just yeah. I got to save up for for the thing, for the <laughs> for the nice whip. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What do you got your eye on? Uh, I'm not sure. I just gotta <laughs> gotta save the money and then I look. <laughs> so <laughs> right on. Yeah. Oh, did you get a signing bonus? Yeah, I get, I get <laughs> yeah. one of those, but I yeah, uh, you gotta make sure I uh. I got to keep some money, too, because, yeah. you know, dang taxes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I asked uh, Brad Ross. He was drafting uh, a second round, and I know he got a nice little chunk of change, and he you know, said, oh, I had to put a little away, but, I, you know, we bought a car and stuff like that. So uh, well, that's kind of nice. You've, you've got so much you're, – you're so mature already at 21, and it's because of what you've been through. I mean, yeah. now, do any of – have your teammates, like, come up and asked you about your story, you know, or, or are they just kind of like – he's just another hockey guy, just another hockey player. Yeah just another hockey guy. Yeah. Um, I kind of like that. They don't yeah. really ask me much about yeah. it, but if yeah. if a guy wants to open up and ask me, I'm always down to right, talk right. about it. But right. it's not like I want to put that much you know, attention yeah. and be like, hey, you know that I'm from Jamaica? Like, <laughs> you know, like, I, you know, I've only played like, you know, like, this few many years of hockey and like, I don't want to be like <laughs> snobby. I guess. Right. So right. I just kind of, Run in my lane, and if they ask yeah. me, they ask me. If not, it's whatever. Well, these guys are like, well, I've been playing since I was two. This guy picks it up at 11, and now he's a big shot, you know? Yeah. This guy's <laughs> just, he needs to slow his roll a little bit. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, I mean, but you've got, I mean, such an inspirational story that, I mean, even if you're 21, I mean, you can still talk to guys and say, hey, you know, here's what I've been through. This is not a hard time, man. But, you know, you're going to yeah. get through it, you know? Yeah, I kind of was, like, for me, it helps too like if somebody's going through something i feel a little more sympathy because it's it's like yo, i've been through some stuff yeah it's not like i've been through everything i'm still there's still going to be things we got to experience and adversities but it's like this is what i happen to me and this is what this is how i try to handle it and this is how my family helped me yeah my family instilled in um dealing with discouragement and adversity they yeah. really helped you know try to pour stuff into me so that you have good people around you they can help pour in into yeah. you and instead of pulling out of you and I'm just so blessed that I grew up with good parents yeah after you know I could have yeah. got adopted by oh sure some, by yeah. some not so good people yeah and, and then look I wouldn't be in the position yeah. I'm in at all because um I would have had more triggers and it would just yeah it would have just spiraled out of control yeah and you know people in show business say you know what was your one big break I mean you all have everybody has about 20 
big breaks, you know, and you definitely had along those lines, you kind of think about, you know, you're, you're, that was the right parents to pick you up. You know, you went to Canada, the town you grew up in, you know, you could have grew up in, in someplace totally different, which could have changed your outlook, mm-hmm. you know? So it's, when you really think of the steps, I'm sure you reflect on that. And that's just probably just mind blowing. It was mind blowing to me considering how young you are and everything you've been through. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, there's a lot of, cause you're like, wow, you know, when I was, Eight, you know, this couldn't have happened. Maybe they don't give me my first skates till I'm whenever, or you maybe, know, maybe they, I was afraid to play hockey. You know, maybe they weren't interested in like they didn't really like have the you know the energy and the time to go into the rink because my dad yeah worked like two hours away. So oh really? He, he worked like yeah. way, he drove like two hours a day yeah. for like for work, and so I was just in school like I was still adjusting to everything like that's part of the reason too why I didn't start hockey till later because it was like I needed time to I didn't need to jump in to play hockey right as soon as I got you know yeah (laughs) like that's that's a lot for a person to take in sure just a cultural shock in itself and then strapping on skates and that's another hockey call like another another, right it's a totally different world yeah it's like I would have had two worlds to deal with and how would I? How was I gonna yeah. handle and juggle all that? So yeah, and then you know you get drafted, and then you have another media. You've got another world that you have to be savvy with at such a young age. Yeah, you know, yeah. and it's yeah. and your your story is just so unique that that a lot of guys I'm sure in the locker room can't even relate to it. You know, they they just can't. You no. know, so you kind of have to go through it by yourself. Yeah, well, you you go through some of it by yourself, but you also gotta you also use your um, you use like I said people that are in your people group and use yeah. those to help you so i've had that and i've had coaches reach out to me and and it's stuff like that but it's uh it's uh in this world you you gotta you're gonna have some tough times and you just gotta you gotta be resilient as yeah. much as you can some things you can't come overcome but you gotta be resilient as much as you can and there you go. I think, I think we can end it there. Yeah. So outstanding, man. I appreciate you coming and taking the time. We're on the road. Uh, we're enjoying the lovely weather in Boise, Idaho. And uh, hopefully we'll get a, a few more wins out of this. But uh, thanks a lot, man. I, I appreciate you. Love your story. We, you definitely have the love here in Fort Wayne. So enjoy good. your time here. All right. Thank you for having me on the show. Thanks, buddy. Awesome, awesome interview with Jermaine Lowen. And uh, after everything this guy has been through and all the attention he gets, he's such a humble guy and he's such a sweet, nice guy. And please, uh, again, like I said in the open, if you get a chance, make sure you go up and say hello to Jermaine after the games because, uh, you know what, uh, this guy is going to be a big fan favorite. I think he's going to do very well in his career. And hopefully uh, he's going to contribute a lot this season to the Fort Wayne Comets. That is our show. Uh, The road trip concluding. Uh, Got this. Uh, in the can before we left Boise, Idaho, so hope it sounded okay, but uh, next week we'll resume uh, back from my office. Uh, not sure who we're going to get yet, but uh, there'll be another episode. Trust me, there'll be another episode coming up next Tuesday. So thanks a lot uh, for listening. Thanks to Jermaine Lowen for coming in and having a talk with me, and thanks to Huntington University for sponsoring this podcast. That is our show, folks. <laughs>